following podcast may contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Pat and Jason Binge Movies, episode 23. I'm Pat. And I'm Jason. This is a show that binges movies, sequels, reboots, franchises, and flops. Every season, we have a different movie theme. In season two, we have reviewed and ranked terrible sequels and reboots. On this episode, we'll be looking at our top five, bottom five. All right, Pat, this is like the very end of season two. We're going to be giving the worst of the worst and the best of the worst of what we've seen during this season's terrible sequels and reboots. Overall, how do you feel about this season? I'm glad it's over. (laughs) Uh, It was kind of a a long journey in a short period of time to get here. Um, Some of these movies are brutal to get through. We've through a lot of changes this season. We've had some format switcheroos, a name change, a bunch of stuff. Added a game. Added a game. You, you think the show is finally getting to where you want it to be? Yeah, I think or, it's. I think you, we're on the right track. You think you got more work to do? I, I have more work to do. You don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, both of us. <laughs> you don't have any more work to do. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's perfect. <laughs> Pat no, you perfect. understand what I mean. You <laughs> I know what you mean. We have did. more work to do. Uh, you know, I think with the podcast or any format. Uh, if you do like podcasting or if you put it on uh, YouTube or whatever you do creatively to put out there, you always have work to do. I you, agree. you always have bugs and kinks and you just want to get perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know, listeners, if you've listened to most of season two, let us know what you think of it. If you liked it, didn't like it. And later on in this episode, we will be announcing the theme for season three. It's exciting. As of right now, though, it's time to give our top five start with your number five it's like the least best worst movie okay i got it yeah. and we'll work you work your way up to your top okay so my number five might be a little bit surprised for you all right uh it is going to be poltergeist 2015 2015's poltergeist why did it make your list um why at number five i thought it had a lot of interesting ideas and a, a story that they really want to tell uh, even though they did get shut down probably by the studio and mm-hmm. says you can't tell your own original story poke fun at or poke uh, poke a finger it's like you remember that yeah right yeah that's kind of what they seemed to they were forced to do um, I really enjoyed uh, Sam Rockwell's performance in that movie I thought he could have done I think he could have elevated it more if it had a sure. better better story and better support behind that movie okay all right, my number five is really going to shock you. Okay, uh, it's going to be the Twilight Saga Eclipse. <laughs> really? What is wrong with you? Look at your face. What is wrong with you? I was just inter- oh, at the end yeah, of the day. That is right. You, you yeah, you kind of gushed over that movie. I didn't and I gush. Re- you gushed over it at the, end, <laughs> at the end of the day. It was entertaining. Okay, it entertained me. I was entertained. You're entertained by we the backstory. We had oh, like 50 or maybe just shy of 50 films we've watched in 10 weeks, basically. Yeah. Um, that's we a lot of movies. We sprinted through those. And so many of them were a chore to get through. Yeah. And so many of the other Twilight movies were a chore to get through. That film had that really strong cold open. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard I thought was really good. It had, it was, it had the least to do with... 
with Bella, Bella and Edward and their yeah. love story. It focused on all of the more interesting characters in the story, all the Cullens and the uh, I forget what the tribe's called, but the you know Jacob and his people. And um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm trying what, to like purge that from my mind. But so overall, to me, it I was. It hits highly, some, highly entertaining. It hits some notes for you, and you're, you're yeah, satisfied. Yeah, like you, it's you not hit, a great film. These yeah. are all bad, oh, bad yeah. movies. But it's, it's a movie like if that movie was on cable or something, I wouldn't turn it off. <laughs> like, it's, you, you'd it, fold your laundry while it's on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting enough. It keeps moving. It's, it's fairly good paced. It's pretty good looking. Like it's a decent looking film. I would agree with you on that. That's my number point. five. What is your number four? My number four is going to be Hannibal. Really? Yes. Um, that's from our lost episode. It episode is from our lost episode. Yes, yes, it is. Um, yeah. So we talked about that effusively, and for a very long period of time, it's yeah. gone. It's so. gone. What did you like about it? Um, this is the first time. This is the first gonna time you guys going to hear about Hannibal from us. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed uh, the performances in the movie, uh, especially um, uh, uh, my mind's gone blank from all the horrible movies. What's his name? Um, Anthony Hopkins. An- Anthony Hopkins. Oh, my gosh. I should be fired from movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired from movies. I'm fired from movies. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did phenomenal in that uh, role, even though it was not that great of a movie. Did you think? See, he was okay, but I th- he was a little campy. I enjoyed the campy. Yeah. Because it was I, just I, kind of like... I guess it depends on how much of a fan you are of the first film. I, that is true. The first film has no, none, none of none the of camp. The, yeah, none of Well, it has a, maybe a whiff. Maybe. No, maybe. but Maybe some dark humor. Yeah. But it's not. He doesn't go okie dokie and, and throw a guy's guts out the window. That's true. Or f- force feed a guy his own brains. That really jumped a shark for me, that, that Ray Liotta scene. Yeah. Ray Liotta's whole character is one note. He is one note. I don't know. I like... The reason I like Hannibal's... Or, Anthony Hopkins' performance in it is because even though it is campy, it's just like this guy is campy and unassuming, but he'll eat your face. See, I thought he was almost too, too obvious. Like he said, like as soon as he meets the cop, the cops on to him. He says really menacing things about the cop. Well, I, I guess I read it's like that, to him. I read on that that there there was supposed to be another subplot too. Yeah, that. he was helping him yeah. with the previous case, and that just got pretty much cut. So yeah. that whole interaction very strange it's and strange awkward. and awkward and it makes no sense for us they're they're i do think that gary oldman since we don't the episode's lost we'll just say triumphant return gary oldman uh i love his performance yeah it, it is great it, performance is, what's his name what is his name and i can't remember, uh, I can't remember. It's something strange uh it's it's you wouldn't know it was him if you didn't know it was him yeah and um in the in the review i talked about i said that gary oldman wanted his name to be uncredited because he is a man of many faces. Yeah, he and, most certainly is. And it wasn't really released until, like, the DVD that it, it was him, basically. Yeah. So if you didn't know it was him, it's kind of like a shock. He's got a great line. Nobody beats the Riz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love that line. Yes. So that's your number four? That is my number four. I'm really going to tick you off with this number four. Uh-huh. Straight from our lost episode, episode 21. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, now our audience didn't hear this. No, this was you gave it. This was your was number, worst of the week. No, no, it was my number four. Was it? Yeah. Okay. You really hate this movie. I I don't understand it. It's I'm got tired of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's got top of the line production value. 
It looks really good. I really loved Ian McShane as Blackbeard. I think he's one of the better villains the series has ever had. The movie really livens up when he's in it. He shows up about 45 minutes into the film. Yes. The first 45 minutes could have been cut off. <laughs> just start right there. <laughs> start right there. <laughs> he's great as Blackbeard. I agree with you. It's not as fresh as it used to be. Uh, it is, you know... This was that was made in what 2011. The first one was made in 2013, so it is seven, eight years past its prime. Yeah, uh, but I still enjoyed the movie. It's a little long. It is the long. action sequence is going a little too far. I don't care about the mermaid and her uh, preacher boyfriend. Yeah, but there's I think there's enough good in it, and it's so much better than the second and third film, in my opinion. I agree with you on those points, but I just, I just can't, you can't do it. I just can't. I'm just, I'm burnt out. All right, that was my number four. Pat, what is your number three? Let's, let's see how you react to my number three. My number three is Total Recall. That's all right. Man. Yeah, it, did, it does not make my list. Does, does it make your list at all? No. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought uh, you're I, in the minority. You know, I, that, right? I, I, I am. Hate that. I movie. don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because they have such a tie to the original. Yeah. Uh, but I love the world that they created. You mean Blade Runner? <laughs> I love Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So it's very interesting. Uh, and I love the performances. Uh, Kate Beckinsale is amazing. Yeah, she's pretty good. And uh, this is probably one of Jessica Biel's better performances. I don't know if that's saying very much. but It's yeah, not, probably. but, you know. <laughs> probably. Uh, I, I am a Colin Farrell fan. So, I mean, this hits a lot of, like checklists for me for an action flick i see you got good performance you got good, some good action good world building terrible villain terrible villain i mean no i mo- mean that's no, no motivation doesn't make sense <laughs> it just ends so it's a marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically yeah not as funny or as witty yeah it's true well my number three is i'm going to perplex you again on this it's going to be charlie's angels yeah. full throttle I, I knew this was going to make your list. Uh-huh. I, I don't understand why you... I kind of understand why you like it so much, but at the same time, I'm just confused. <laughs> your, your brain boiled or brain broke or something. I have to explain this. I've had to explain this. This is like the most controversial thing other than some comments I made about a certain franchise that we, we won't <laughs> no, talk about. Well, we might. <laughs> um, I just really thoroughly... Uh, enjoyed my experience of watching Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I see the problem with a lot of bad movies is a lot of bad movies are just good enough to be bad. So if you think about the criteria of good to bad, okay, like, you know, the continuum of good to bad, yes, you have like classic films, you have uh, good, really good films, you have good films, you've got mediocre films, you've got bad films, you've got really bad films, and you've got terrible films. Most most movies are somewhere in the middle. They're, yeah. They're middling films. And then you got bad movies that have an that are have enough scenes in them that are middle of the road that they're boring and they never really reach the truly bad level. So you end up with, you know, incompetently made films or films that don't work and so you're bored for major portions of them. It's an action movie and you're bored. It's a scary movie and you're not afraid. It's a comedy, you don't laugh. It's whatever. Charlie's Angels full throttle is manages to somehow be a really bad film, but rather than reaching up into just middle of the road, middling films, it reaches down <laughs> and past 
the terrible into utter bizarreness. It is one bizarre. It's like it's it's got like some like like weird like um Cameron Diaz's character is strange in that film. Yeah, it, she's like an anime character. If you've ever watched like uh, comedic anime, like you know a lot of anime and manga has some like comedy in it. Yeah. I think that's what influenced Charlie's Angels full throttle more than anything. We talked about the over sexualization and the weird humor. That's oh. it. It's it's I think they're playing to the Asian market. I don't know if they're playing the Asian <laughs> market. I think Mick G was trying to ape that style of like anime. So he was, I think about her scene where she's in between the two toilets. Yes. And like when she's waiting outside and she the women's line has a the women's room has a line and the other the men's room's empty. It doesn't have a line. And just the, the her posture and the way it's framed and everything is like something straight out of a Japanese cartoon. And then the scene in the toilet, it's it's straight out of anime. It's like watching some so, funny Sergeant Frog or something. <laughs> Sergeant Frog is amazing. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing that's I've it, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's Charlie's Angels full throttle. I, I see it. You can't look okay. away. The Crispin Glover. The fact that <laughs> he doesn't have a line. He's the villain from the first film. Yes. He's like kind of a love interest in the second film. He's in for love with one of them. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> but he's it does also still doesn't really have a line, I don't think. No, he doesn't say and a word. He he just pops up sporadically. Mm. And there's this whole subplot about him and his backstory and who he is that's not relevant to the plot at all. No. Nope. And then he shows up at the very end and is immediately killed <laughs> off. And the weird cutscenes of him. With the hair and the screaming. <laughs> See, you're yeah. laughing about it, just thinking about it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so weird. It's the strangest thing. It, 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 I was transfixed watching that film. So that's why it's my number three. So basically, you need to break your brain and just not take it seriously. You need to drink your bleach yeah. and watch Charlie's Angels full throttle. All right. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two, Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I felt that the chemistry between Bones, Kirk, and Spock was phenomenal. You really felt that like that bond and that friendship, and it felt not just like a friendship between characters, but you felt it, like genuine The actors really cared about each other. Even though they hated each <laughs> other. Even though they hated each other, <laughs> which is... So strange. It's so strange. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's a good performance to be, pull that off. We, we there were get- some directions that they should have continued down yeah. on. Um, yeah. I think William Shatner came out and said he basically apologized for Star Trek Five. Yeah. But he also said with budget cuts and studio like infringements that he couldn't really tell the whole story that he wanted to tell. Yeah, they ran into a lot of problems with it that were yeah. out of anybody's control. Yeah, you can tell by by the time they get onto the like after they leave uh the planet Paradise, whatever, mm-hmm. Paradise City, and they get back on the Enterprise and they're going towards uh the Great Barrier, you can just see the money run out. Yeah, yeah, they're out of money. Like, all of a sudden, it's just <laughs> yeah. gone. Gone, yep. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, uh, we got some feedback. Some people actually thanked us for being defenders, because I ended up, you know, we both, I think, ranked that fairly high. Oh, it was both our number ones yeah. in so, the Star Trek Some people franchise. thanked us, like, hey, thanks for defending that film. Yeah. Some other people had a problem with us picking that, and the one comment that we got, and I'd like you to answer this. Okay. Because you're... I'm a Trek fan. Yes. Yes. That's been established. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the, let's just say three words. How do you defend these these three words? Naked, Ohura, striptease. Or naked, Ohura, distraction. There's a scene where she is butt naked, naked with a feathered fan in front of her yeah. as a distraction. That That's somebody's problem? Is that scene? 
they find that to be like unnecessary. Non, yeah, a non Star Trekky, too funny, too campy, stupid. Have they watched any of the original series? <laughs> I'm just telling you what the people have said, Pat. How would uh, how, do you think that the movie is too cheesy, too corny? The row, row, row your boats. People hate that for some reason. The boots. People hate Spock's boots. I can how, understand the boots. How do you answer the criticism? Um, I'm going to say rewatch the original series. I mean, that is littered with camp. Um, I mean, and if they have a problem with like half naked women or completely naked women, elderly, overweight. Well, <laughs> At one point in time, she was a, a, a so, sex symbol. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, they had scantily clad Orion slave girls in the original series. Sure, just wearing rags. Yeah, they weren't. And that was they on, weren't fifty though. That was on TV too in <laughs> yeah. the sixties. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, that, you're talking about movies in the eighties where they showed a lot of skin on. Sure. Every movie. I guess the point. The I think the the point that person was trying to make was that it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and at that point, nobody wanted to see Ohura naked dancing. Yeah, it wasn't believable. I guess that she okay. was a sex symbol at that point when they're 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 in, the movies intentionally portraying all these people as like even older than they like, were at the time. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, because they put like yeah. white in Ohura's yeah, hair. Yeah, and, she's like an elderly woman yeah. dancing around. I, I don't know. I it was all right. Didn't make my my top five or my bottom five. It's all right. Yeah. That was your number two? That was my number two. My number two is Troll 2. Okay. Um, I love Troll 2. I think it is one of the best, worst movies that has ever been made. Um, it has a huge cult following for a reason. It is one of the strangest, most bizarre, amazing films ever made. And it, I think it should be required viewing for anybody that likes bad films, bad movies. And, and it, to me, Troll 2 is the definition of so bad it's good. There's a lot of bad movies. Yeah. They're so bad, it's good. Troll 2 personifies that. See, um, I'm going to add on to something you said earlier, because my number one is Troll 2. Okay. So, right. you were talking about a continuum of uh, where movies stand like good, yeah. bad. And yeah. I think it is the continuum is a circle. So, once it gets to a certain point... You loop right back you around. You loop right back around. <laughs> yeah, that's, Troll, that's very true. Troll 2 is so bad that it is good. Yeah. It's so bad, it's almost a classic. Yeah. yeah. It, it it's, has, almost, it's the Goodfellas of bad movies. Yeah. Like Godfather, Godfather of bad movies. Yeah. It, has, yeah. it should have got an Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> New category. Worst best worst best movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. So, yeah. It kind of just loops right around that whole continuum right back to good. It is the funniest movie I watched <laughs> this season. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um. You said that if you love bad movies, you need to watch this movie. I say if you love movies, you need to watch this movie. I would say that too, but if yeah, you're not a snob, yeah, I think some people just don't wouldn't get why it's funny. You just need to like. You know, we have a friend who is incapable of understanding movies on a, that are bad. He's so analytical. Yeah. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met, but he's so analytical. He's not a snob. No, he's just so analytical that he can't enjoy himself. Because if it doesn't make sense, his brain can't stop trying to make it make sense. Which doesn't make sense because he loves Stephen Skull movies. <laughs> he, but he doesn't think those are bad. I know. Those make sense to him on some level. Doesn't so, make sense. No, it doesn't. Okay. So if Troll 2 is my number two and it's your number one. You're going to say more combat annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Right when you said Troll 2. I was like, No. Yeah. Um, my number one is Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. 
It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It doesn't work on any level, and I love it for that because it is... I get into this when I talk about my number five for my bottom five. Okay. Movies that are so bad but are so self-serious, like Troll 2... not really Charlie's Angels. That's not really self-serious. It's just, it's intentionally kind of a fun movie. Yeah. But movies without a hint of irony are the most ironic movies. They're the best to watch. They're, they're trying to be so serious and create a work of legit work. Yes. Not not yeah. trying to be satiric or... Yeah, but there's no self-awareness that what they're making is trash. Yeah. Because Mortal Kombat Annihilation is trash. It is trash cinema. And on that level, it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I think it may be the best movie ever made by a human. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I love it. I love it, it man. Ju- it just hits like some special place inside of your bleached brain. That you- <laughs> I think you need to watch it again. Give it another chance. <sighs> Maybe several months from now, a lonely months. winter night, just pop in Mortal Kombat Annihilation or fire it up in the old Netflix. It's always on there. It's always, yeah, it won't go <laughs> away. It won't go away. <laughs> So just just fire it up. Love so, it. So the post you see on Facebook, what's coming next on next month on Netflix? Combat Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Still here. Yeah, still here. Please, somebody watch this. Yeah. We're the only two people that watched it this year. Uh, probably the only two people that watched it this week. That's probably, yeah, that's that's probably, probably right. true. All right. We have given our top five the best, worst, terrible sequels and reboots that we watched. Now we're gonna give the people what they came for. But first, let's cue the epic ranking music. All right, Pat, we've done our top five. Now it's time for the bottom five. We'll start with our least worst and move up to what we believe is the single worst film each of us has watched this season. Pat, what is your number five? My number five is going to be Transformers Age of Extinction. Okay, all right. Um, I don't know who is continually going to see these movies. China. Okay, China, stop it. Just stop it now. Nobody wants to watch these. Or maybe, China wants to watch them. Okay, <laughs> Hollywood, just release it in China. Just, you know, it's probably, it's probably going to be a better move. It's eventually going to come to that with some of these. When they make yeah. Warcraft 2 and 3, they'll probably be straight to China. Yeah. I mean, they're already doing uh, Chinese edits. They yeah, did one Chinese for... Chinese cuts. Yeah, Chinese cuts because they did one for Civil War. Yeah. And yeah I think Chinese Avengers cuts. 2 as well. Avengers 2, yeah. So they're yeah. they're already getting their own special cuts. So just... And North American, European market is still like the number two market, though. They need that. That's their base. Yeah. But yeah, you're, it, it probably will happen eventually. And if it's just all Transformer movies going over China, I'm fine with that. I don't want to watch another one. You know, you don't have to watch them unless I make you. Unless you make <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they're always on TV. So, you're, so what you're saying is you're choosing to watch them. Just sitting there like, why is every channel Transformer? You can't blame me for that, Pat. <laughs> no. But uh, I don't even know where to start with this movie. It's just nobody from the original cast came back. Yeah. You got... Poor performances from usually decent actors. Such as? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's done some decent performances. I really disagree. I think Mark Wahlberg sucks. Really? Oh, I think he's I think he's one of the worst acting actors, working actors in Hollywood today. Okay. He sucks. 
Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't stand him. You got a <clears throat> return of Megatron for like the fifth time. <laughs> he dies in every film, but he he, he just comes back as. And Optimus Prime gets a new upgrade in every film that he never uses again. Yeah, he uses it once, <laughs> yeah. and it's just gone. Jetpack, di- this one's a dinosaur. You got dinosaurs. He, he rides a dinosaur. Uh, he rides a T-Rex yeah. or something, doesn't he? Yeah, he rides a T-Rex. <laughs> and then he just lets them run loose in the world. Yeah, oh my god. And then he flies into space. You're just like, I don't, I, it's just, it's, it's bad. Yes. Well, my number five is going to be 1998's Godzilla. Um, a lot of people would say that Godzilla is so bad it's good. I would disagree. I would, I would disagree with that too. Because uh, I would disagree because there's a special place in hell for <laughs> comedies that aren't funny, and Godzilla is more comedy than it is in an action film or a monster film or a monster film. If it was an action film and a monster film that was trying to be serious, and this is how it came off, then yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, this is one of the all-time great bad movies it's not it's a 90s sitcom in tone that just happens to have a monster in it yeah and oh so, absolutely so because of that not only is it not funny it's grating on your nerves and you cannot hate a movie and and enjoy it at the same time in my experience you don't have to like what you're seeing like there are movies that can make you feel uncomfortable or can make you sad or can make you um you know reflective or make disgust you and you can there's still quality films but for a movie to actively be obnoxious it's like when it's not supposed to be that's not that's not the intended goal the intended goal is not for this film to be obnoxious it's it's for it to endear itself to you like oh look at our charming witty funny quirky characters and they're abysmal so it's one of the worst movies ever made that's my number five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you on that one. And a colossal waste of money and time. Uh, ironically, that didn't make my list at all. Wow. Uh, I'm confused. What's your number four then? My number four is Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, no. I, That's wonderful. <laughs> I think in our review, I compared that to, I said it was like a fever dream in a dumpster fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was really sick when we reviewed the, that ser- that series, and I waited until I was, I because I had a fever, and I waited until my fever broke to watch that movie. It's madness because I don't think I could have taken it with a fever. <laughs> I couldn't watch a fever dream while having a fever. Yeah, it's just not possible. Would have broke you. Yeah, no coming back from that. I would have ended up liking Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Charlie's Angels, full throttle. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's a when, great film. I, I know. You love it. <laughs> I just like giving you crap about yeah, it. It's great. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage. Why does that guy still get in work? Uh, it's like mostly straight to Redbox at this point. Though. Yeah. Netflix. But still. Like, <laughs> still. <laughs> Look at your face. Like. Yeah. He was, he was a big name in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And I never understood it. Me either. He's like the... Uh, Adam Sandler of action flicks. He's your Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. I yeah. Don't get the appeal. Yeah. Well, my number four is going to be one missed call. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about the film. Yes. Uh, it's probably the, one of the funnest episodes we've done all season. Thanks in no small part to our friend Paul. 
from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. Go ahead and check those guys out. Paul and Wayne, great stuff. However, watching the film, it's a movie that's funnier to talk about than it is to sit through. Or at least trying to analyze and figure out what the heck's going what on. What were they trying? What were they, what were they hoping to accomplish? It is a disaster of a film. It is ranked by Rotten Tomatoes as the second worst film of the decade. And I feel like it rightly deserves that place. Absolutely deserves that place. Um, although I do think there, obviously it's my number four. So there's at least three films I think are worst. So that's all I can say about it. It is a disaster. If you want to hear more, go ahead and find our one missed call episode. I think it's episode 19. Yeah, it's a great episode. It's a good episode. Uh, I am surprised that's so low on your list. Really? I am very surprised on that. Mm, is that spoilers? Maybe. For you? Maybe. All right. Which number three then, Pat? Number three. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Okay. That was in our Lost episode. It's another one of our Lost episodes. Yes. Um, this movie is visually bad. It is, <laughs> it's a disaster It is visually. a disaster yes. visually. Yes. I mean, you got two of the most interesting looking aliens ever portrayed on screen, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. The alien from Aliens and the Predator. The only one that would give it a run for its money is The Thing. Yes. That is a very interesting alien. But you're, you, but you're right. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, the directors <laughs> and editors decided that pitch black was yeah. a good way to go for this movie. Yep, that's exactly right. Because you, you cannot see, a see thing. anything through this whole movie. Uh, the characters... There are no characters. There are no characters. They're just people with names, and their performances are abysmal. Yes. Um, They're people you have never seen before. Or since, in a sense, yeah. Other than a particular gentleman, which we no longer bring up, yeah, yeah, yeah. for reasons we won't go into. Yeah. So, but I think that's part that, of the lost. That's part of the lost episode. That might be a good thing. Not, not to mention why. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, so yeah, I this killed that franchise. Even though that franchise was on like a shoestring. Two anyways. franchises, Alien and Predator. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. Three. So if you count the Alien versus Predator as a franchise in its own. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Killed three franchises. Yeah. Yep. And one, the Alien versus Predator one was already on like dangling by a shoestring anyways. Yeah, that first one was yikes. It was not that good. No. And then Predator was limping along from Predator 2. So, some things just belong in a comic book and do not translate to film. I do not think Alien no. versus Predator. You have two species that don't speak. Yeah. So how are they going to carry a film? You have to give us human characters, which we don't actually care about because the point of the movie is alien, alien versus, versus predator. predator. Yeah. If you, that's the problem. If you market like the same thing with Jason versus Freddy, right? If you market the film as X versus Y, X versus Sever. <laughs> <laughs> Batman v Superman. Yeah. Then all anybody wants to care about is all anybody cares about is those two characters. The confrontation. The, yeah, confrontation. the confrontation. That's all. But that's not enough for a whole movie. No. So then you have to insert a bunch of filler and characters nobody cares about. And you end up with about a 10 minute fight. And so people are like, they feel ripped off. Yeah. So you market a movie as something else and then you have the fight in it. And then people feel like they got their money's worth. Oh my God, it's a surprise. Jason and Freddy end up fighting each other in this movie. Yeah. I didn't know Freddy was going to show up in this film. I thought this was Friday the 13th. 25 and, it's, and Freddy's in it. Imagine if you surprise people with that. Yeah. Did you catch them off guard? Yeah. And I'm, then, I'm just glad they never did a, a Robocop versus Terminator. Oh, gosh. That, that would have been a whole Frank Miller With Frank Miller writing it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be like the spirit. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. 
Hopefully right. he doesn't direct it. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number three is Transformers Age of Extinction. Ooh. You covered it pretty well. Um, the only thing that I would say different than you is to call that movie a movie is being generous. There is almost like this is this thing that we say hyperbolically about a lot of movies. It's not an exaggeration. It's not a funny sentence when I say it about this film. There is almost no plot. It's a series of events that happen without explanation. It is, it is, it's a, I have run out of words to explain. Like it is, it's a train wreck. Yeah. It's just a series, it's a CGI mess. It's like they're writing the script the day of filming. Yeah, as they're shooting it. Like, like, okay, doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's do this now. And there's a running gag about a grown man having sex with Mark Wahlberg's teenage daughter. Yeah. It's just that weird, it's uncomfortable. off-putting, perverted Michael Bay humor that is just disgusting and crass and uncomfortable. It's not funny, and they just keep bringing it up. Yeah, I mean, you, it's it, Romeo and Juliet law. Yeah, get out of here. It's predatory behavior, and it's in a f- film. Like, it's not something you want to like basically glorify in the film. Yes. It's yes. like, you should be shaming that. <laughs> Shame. 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 All right, Pat. What is your number two? My number two is going to be the Twilight Saga New Moon. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That's a disaster. Uh, it's a disaster. It's boring. Don't care about anybody in the film. Um, you got scenes of Bella just lamenting over Edward for, which feels like eternity. Yeah. She stares out at a window for months. And she has night terrors for reasons. For like 40 minutes of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Just screaming out in the night. <laughs> because that's what happens when you break up with somebody. I guess. It does when it's true love, Pat. Oh, okay. It's your soulmate who has no soul. <laughs> when you're in love with a corpse, that's what happens. Oh, okay. That's right. I'm sorry. I, I never experienced... <laughs> loving a corpse? Loving a corpse. <laughs> It's good. It is, it's a good thing. It's good. It means you could get a job at the FBI. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's not much really you can say about that movie. Just it's listen just, to our Twilight yeah, episode. Yeah, it's... If you have to. <laughs> no, you do. You have to. I <laughs> <Yeah>. tell you. <laughs> I tell you. My number two is Alien versus Predator Requiem. Okay. Uh, the only thing I would add to what you said, because I think you're spot on, is that the stuff that isn't filmed in pitch black is filmed through an Instagram filter. Yes. With a lot of vignette added to it. Yes. They added so much post-production crap and filters and nonsense onto this that it's either murky or pitch black. And the creature that they've created, which is essentially just a alien that they glued predator stuff to. Yeah, yeah. Is, I, I think the reason why they put it in so much darkness is to conceal how badly cheap and shoddy the costumes were for the film. Yeah. Apparently, they said that that creature was supposed to die in the space crash on the Earth. And it was just going to be between Predators and Aliens? Yeah. Okay. But the studio loved the concept drawing so much. It's like, you know, concepts and yeah, actual putting it to practical use, Yeah, two different things. That's why when you throw like a throwaway gag that they did in the first film, where they pick the guy's, the Predator's body up, and then the chest pressure comes out and it's got the predator mouth. Yeah. That's a cool image. That's like fan art though. Yeah, you, you can't you can't base a whole movie no, off you of can't. that. And they tried to they tried to make a whole film off of a piece of fan art. Yeah. And it doesn't work. I think it would have been better if they did just kill it off in the like first five minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then just go into... Uh, I'm fairly sure the face huggers on that ship were normal face huggers, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're all normal. And then he... Kind of didn't make sense. And then he was, like, injecting... Like, he would go to the pregnant ladies, and yes. he was injecting he was using embryos. Their yeah. And they were bursting out of their stomachs. Like as, a litter. Yeah, a litter, but they were still regular aliens. They weren't hybrids. Yeah, which did not make sense. Yeah. I feel like that went nowhere. They did. It was disgusting, but it went nowhere. Yeah, it went nowhere. The only credit I gave the film, the only credit, if you remember, was that it had the guts to be hard R. Yeah, that's true. They just, they just killed people. They killed a kid in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, all right, here's her cold open. A kid's going to die. <laughs> they, they literally just, they show you a chestburster ripping out of a kid. I was I was actually surprised by Welcome that. to the movie. <laughs> you know, but it, that's it. It's all, it runs, it has... It runs out of steam has, from there. Yeah, from there, it <laughs> Just, really does. It goes downhill quickly because, like, okay, we're out yeah. of ideas. Shows the Predator homeworld, which is kind of interesting. I don't want to see more of it, though. No, I don't necessarily either. But it was nice to see kind of where they come from. It, it is, but I, the reason I say I don't want to see more of it because they're just going to ruin it for me. Yeah. Well, you did see the Predator hunting world and predators. That was really interesting. That was like their game preserve. I actually like that movie. It's all right. It's not anything special. No, but it's watchable. All right, what is your number one? Now, keep in mind, you are saying that of the 50-ish films that we binged this season, this is the worst of the worst. What's the worst of the worst, Pat? This will be the worst of the worst, and I'm going to guess you probably can guess what I'm going to say. The worst one I watched I don't, I have no this idea. season is going to be One Missed Call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you really did not like that. I did not like that movie at all. Um, I'm not a big fan of the horror genre anyways, if you can really call that a horror movie. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, but It's a horror of some sort. Yes. Everything you said about it is absolutely true. I did. I had so much more fun talking about the movie with you and Paul than I did watching it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's all I got. How it's just it, it, of I don't, all the fifty of fifty films that we watched, how does that end up number one? What what was the thing that tipped the scale in your brain when you were thinking over everything we've watched? You were like, that's the one. Uh, I would say it is probably the most chore to get through. Um, if you have a checklist of things that you can like appreciate in a movie, sure, this checks none of those boxes. Uh, it has poor performances. It has <laughs> weird cinematography. Bad special effects. Yes. Hardly a plot. Um, giant loopholes or plot holes that yeah. don't make sense. And it's not a happy ending. So a movie has to have a happy well, ending. It doesn't really ha- It doesn't have to have a happy ending, but you like happy endings. I do like happy endings. That's who doesn't fair. who doesn't like a happy ending? I don't I don't need a happy ending. But you know there are good movies that don't have happy that's endings. That's true. Like The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, in a horror movie, there's always like the two people that make it out. That's Usually the well, it's case. Usually one person makes out the last girl, hence the term well, last yeah. girl. That's true, but I mean, sometimes you get in mixed up. You yeah, get one yeah, or two. Yeah. Ed Burns didn't deserve to die. He didn't <laughs> get a phone call. I don't know. With that performance he gave, maybe he did deserve he, to die. He begged to die in that <laughs> yeah. movie. He's like, "Kill me off." But seriously, like, he didn't get a phone call. No, he didn't. No. No. And we didn't know what the candy was until halfway through the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a zero. It deserves a zero. And it deserves that spot of being the second worst movie of a decade. Yes. <laughs> you ready for my number one? What would you guess? That would what would be? I guess? Yeah. What was the What was the movie that I just railed on? Star Trek Nemesis. No. 
I'm going to shock the entire world. No Star Trek film appears on the, either my top five or bottom five. That doesn't really surprise me after I think about it because yeah. Star Trek's just kind of like neutral to you. You don't really care for it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just there. It's, it exists. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you got? Conan the Barbarian. Okay. I hate that movie. It is the only movie... It was really hard. We watched a lot of bad movies. We did. We watched a lot a lot of movies. <laughs> a lot of movies. A lot of bad movies. And I just I I was it was so hard to put the list together. Because we're only I mean, out of seriously, fifty movies. We're giving you the top five and the bottom five. That's ten, hard. Yeah, ten movies. Ten out movies of out of fifty. Uh, and you're separating them in two different categories. Yeah. So basically you have to pick five movies out of the fifty. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I just I was thinking over it and, and I shifted a bunch of stuff around on two, three, four, and five and added it and added stuff and threw stuff off and whatever. Um Conan the Barbarian. It just it just hung in there. Huh? I don't understand. like I it's the only movie that I can genuinely say I hated and that I after a certain point I turned it off. Did you? Yeah. I got through about two thirds of it and I knew I knew what was going to happen. It's the only film all year or all season that I stopped watching. And I will admit that. Okay. I could not finish it. I was physically angry watching it. It is from like the very beginning of the film. Oh, there's the, a pregnant woman <laughs> in, a, uh, in, in the a middle of a battlefield giving birth. Uh, your, your friend, what's his name? Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman cuts her stomach open. A la Eclipse. He's, he pulls an Edward Cullen C-section on her. Yes. We get a, what I've referred to as the first inner utero close-up in cinema history. It's not, though, because I think there's one in, uh, there's the sperm cell and Look Who's Talking. Yeah, I was going to say Look Who's Talking. And there's also uh, Butterfly Effect. He oh, yeah. He chokes himself. That's this right. That's <laughs> <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's not the first. It is the worst. Yes, because you see like the sword puncture and this you see the sword go through, you see him perform the C section, he pulls out a rubber baby, the mother dies, and he holds a rubber baby up and screams, Kona And that is the beginning of the film. Yes. And then there is one of the very worst uses of CGI I've ever seen, where a young Conan has to hold a chain as a bucket of molten gold or something is over Ron Perlman's head. And Ron Perlman chooses to sacrifice himself to save the boy. It's supposed to be this touching scene and provide all of Conan's motivation. Uh, and <laughs> Ron Perlman is just, just doused in gold in a very, very poor CGI rendering of Ron Perlman just melts right in front of you. That's it. Yeah. And then Jason Momoa, who has got to be one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my entire life. He he is the Kristen Stewart the male equivalent. He really is. Yeah. He has the personality of Toast and no charisma. He's yeah. a good looking guy. Looks good. He sucks. And he's awful in this film. Conan the Barbarian as a concept is stupid. The Arnold Schwarzenegger films are cheesy. They're not good movies. They were panned by critics when they came out. They have terrible scores. They have a cult following. People like them. They're junk. Yes. This is worse than that because it's trying to be serious. Something is trying to. It's trying to. You just. It's got that desperate attempt to start a franchise. Yeah. Feel about it. 
Where it's like, we're going to do six of these. Like, you can tell they thought that. Yeah. We're setting this up and setting this up and setting that up. And randomly, we've got, like, zombies shooting up out of the ground. And Oh, Clash of the Titans was kind of success. <laughs> right. We're going to copy them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's worse than Clash of the Titans. Yes. And that's not even that good of a movie. It sucked. So, I hated the film. I did not finish it. It's the only film I could not get through every minute of. There were films I shut it off as soon as the credits started rolling. <laughs> yes, yes. Not, I, I didn't make it that far. I got so close. I thought, I know what's going to happen. I'll read the rest on Wikipedia. <laughs> and I was right. I, yeah. Everything I predicted, like, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah, there's there's those movies, especially in this 50 that we watched. That yeah. You're like, all right, as soon as it starts, like, this all is, this is going to happen. Yes. These, these things are going to happen or something similar is going to happen. They're just paint by numbers movies. They are, yes. They're very mediocre at best. A lot of these because the studio's not trying to take major risks with these movies because a lot of these are, especially in our remakes, is name recognition. That's it. And so, but they don't want to take risks and they don't want to alienate the fan franchise. So they they put themselves in a tight corner and they can't get out of it. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Were there any honorable mentions for either one of your list films that you maybe had on your bottom five or top five but didn't make the final cut? Um, no, actually, I didn't have any. Really? I, I did not have any honorable mentions. Um, I guess I didn't have as hard time with my list as you did. <laughs> you probably have like ten honorable mentions. I did. I didn't write any of them down. I um, I really questioned putting Godzilla on the list. I wasn't quite sure. That was marginal to me. But then I thought it, I thought about it. Again. You're like, yeah, 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 it deserves to be on it. Um, See, I didn't put it on mine. Uh, to be honest, I I think I glossed over it when I was going over my list. I think I forgot about it. <laughs> so maybe it should be on my list. Now, Alien versus Aliens versus Predator Requiem was not originally on the list because I I forgot about it. Yeah, which in the lost episode we talked about that. I talked about the fact that I couldn't remember. I couldn't, either, either could you? Yeah, I could. I can't forget it. It's like, I, wait, what did I watch? I watched five movies. What, I don't what was the fifth one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could not. I could it, not think. It of just it. it wouldn't stay with us. Yeah. So I, I that, that gave me pause to be like, well, it's bad, but it's it's not memorably bad. So maybe I shouldn't include it in the list. But then I got to thinking about it. No, this if it, it's so bad you can't remember it. Yeah, that's bad. It's, I may, maybe I said it about another film. I don't remember. Maybe I said it about this film already. But uh, in my estimation, it barely qualifies for a film. It is, yeah. it, it is like a fan film. It's, I think it's what I, we said in the review. I've seen better fan films. I've, yeah. It's like a 20-minute YouTube video. Yeah. But it goes on for two hours. Forever. Yeah. They just, they just stretch. Well, the, the reason it goes on forever is all the characters that you don't care about is they're trying to... they go like a ride along with like each one of them trying to give them backstories or substance to each character <laughs> which we usually complain about movies not doing but this one does it it does it ineffectively yeah because yeah you still don't care about these people yeah yeah like you're, you're trying to do backstory but you're not giving us really any character development of these people no or it's, it's or, a, or a character yeah you're it's, just giving it's superficial us, yeah you're yeah. just giving us people with words attached to them and it's, it's a lot of cliche backstory too yeah brothers don't get along the brothers don't get along one, one used to be in trouble with the law left town yeah he's coming back now his younger brother's slacking off yeah. he's picked on by the bullies and the sweet sweetheart with the heart of gold is dating the douche who breaks up with him to go out with, with the, the nerd with the nerd so that he beats the nerd up yeah right right when the crisis is happening so you know they're all gonna him and all his friends are dead yeah 
Just like Friday the Thirteenth, just the it's, the re- reboot, just like so many of these yeah, it's terrible all, it's movies. All cliche. The mom is coming home, or the stepmom is coming home from uh, a war. War and is estranged from her family and doesn't feel like she fits in. And yeah, kid doesn't like her. And the then the dad to, dies, so then the kid has to bond with the mother the woman. Yeah, which I felt like it was a ripoff of Aliens. Yeah, I think they're supposed to do like. That was supposed to be like the Ellen Ripley Newt. archetype. Yeah. Yeah, Ellen Newt. She was like Vasquez meets Ellen Ripley, and the kid was Newt. Yeah. And they and they went so far as to call, the I think, the older brother Dallas from the first, from Alien. Yeah, that's true. Tom Skerritt's character. They did do that. They added the computer sound from Mother from the first ship in the first film. And for some reason, the CIA had a ship in 2000-whatever that had sounded like Mother, had that... The, the computer sound. The computer sound. And there was just filled with just Easter sounds and, and references. Easter eggs. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fan, fan service. Film. Yeah, all it was. It's all it and was. And it was poor, poor fan service. Yes. Yep. Literally, actors you've never heard of have yeah. done nothing since. Yep. And they don't even get to live on in our Hall of Fame like Hall the fame. folks of Troll Two. Troll Two. <laughs> yes, the Troll Two Hall of Fame. So as we bring this episode to a close, mm. right before we announce our theme for season three we'll, we'll break them all we won't do our typical clothes i just don't feel like doing it <laughs> <laughs> because i'm tired i'm tired at this point um any regrets anything you would have done differently about season two anything you've learned in we're, we're approaching a year oh yeah so. um i regret watching the twilight saga <laughs> uh if i could change anything i would not watch the twilight saga i see, I see. yeah um, if I can change something, I, I might give uh, Charlie's Angels full throttle. Maybe a little bit fairer shake. Uh, you, you, you I brought you along a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're starting to convert you. You're just like thumping that Bible. It's like <laughs> convert, convert. Thumping my Bible, my Charlie's Angels Bible, <laughs> and the book of Drew Barrymore, chapter thirty-seven. <laughs> it says, "I shall pee my Spider-Man underwear." <laughs> And the prophet Crispin Glover, he was a silent prophet. <laughs> and he ripped the hair out of women and thus smelled it. <laughs> and then he died. And then he was vanquished. And then he was vanquished. <laughs> he was smited S- by, giving by a Demi s- Moore. <laughs> that movie's worth it for Demi Moore alone. She's amazing in that movie. He had some great over-the-top line deliveries. Campy, yeah, that's The true. two guns and the <laughs> flying through the air. And it's just insane. It's insane. Crying. <laughs> I was never good. I was great. Yeah. <sighs> Bernie yeah. Mac. Bernie Mac! He's actually funny in that movie. I like Bernie it's like Mac. One, it's like one of the first... It, listen, this is the last thing I'll say about Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Bernie Mac is one of the few characters in any of the 50 films we watched that was supposed to be funny and was funny it's true hey i said i wish i gave it a fairer shake than i did i'm starting to agree with you i see see. so so you don't need to like evangelize (laughs) me the book of charlie (laughs) the book of charlie (laughs) sacred holy scriptures of charlie's angels full throttle uh, the, great, the great Raven Jason. <laughs> Full throttle is like the New Testament of the book of yes, Charlie. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> just too bad we never got a third one. Now they're mm-hmm. old. Lucy yeah. Lou's on elementary. 
Yes. And I don't know where Drew Barrymore is. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> she disappeared She's to face gone. the earth. She's gone. <laughs> she, she, she disappeared. And Cameron Diaz is Skeletor, so now. Oh, so. yeah. Foof. All right. Well, yep. <laughs> on that note, are you ready to announce our theme for season three, Pat? Yes. What What is our theme? <laughs> uh, we've talked it over. Yes. We've processed. We've come up with lists. We've shifted things around. We've decided that our theme for season three will be famous movie actors and actresses. We will be binging five films of some of Hollywood's most famous actors and actresses. And we'll be looking essentially at their whole career. So we'll be looking at, you know, from close to the beginning to the end or current. (laughs) Good, the bad, the ugly. Good, bad, ugly, everything in between. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a really good variety, really good mix. And I have a feeling that we're going to start getting into some... Some divergence in our list. Divergence in our list. Our divergence list was pretty diverse here. It was. For like the first major time. (laughs) We had a huge disagreement about parts of the Caribbean, but that's lost to the sands yeah, of time. That's true. You, I blew your mind on that one. <laughs> Season three will start with episode 24. 24. And we will be looking at the career of the late, great John Candy. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm actually so, really excited to do this. I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to have a Kevin Smith moment. Kevin Smith cries in every one of his podcasts. I have a, I, like, he, cries, gonna, he cries about Batman. Yeah. It's a fictional character. I honestly have a feeling that I you're, may just have a breakdown and just start weeping over John Candy. That's possible. You you are a crier. <laughs> I am I am a baller. <laughs> but you know, John Candy is near and dear to all of our hearts. Very much so. So join us for next week for episode next week. 23. Yes. We'll start of season three. We'll look at the career of the great iconic Canadian hero, legend, national treasure, John Candy. Thanks for tuning in. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. 
Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't gonna have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother.